You're listening to Brave New Production Stage Break, a podcast where we talk about the world of theater and entertainment in Montreal and around the world. My name is Donald Rees, founder of Montreal-based Brave New Productions. Over the course of this series, we've been getting into some great discussions, not only about the art and process of putting on a show, but a lot of the modern challenges facing independent theater today. In each episode, I'm joined by some of the amazing people I've worked with at Brave New Productions, from absolute professionals to casual players, each offering their own take and perspective on this topic we all hold so dear to our heart. Now, Mark Roth is an old friend, and he actually helped co-create Brave New Productions about 15 years ago. Mark has always had an opinion about everything and never shied from sharing it. His dedication and support for the arts is why our production company was so successful for so many years. And I can't wait to chat with him about everything. Mark Roth will be joining us in just a moment. Now, Mark, you are the co-founder of Brave New Productions. I am. And now you're like the cashier, or what do we call you, the treasurer? Sure, cashier's better, actually. Yeah, because we decided a few years ago everyone needs a name. Everybody needs a name. Everyone needs a name. It's a board type thing. Yes. When was the last time the board met? Oh, it was a long time ago. It feels like ages. It feels like I was younger back then. I don't think Emma had a baby back then. I don't think she did. And now Aurora's 13 years old already. (laughs) No. uh, So you co-founded Brave New Productions. Let's talk about Montreal theater a little bit. Do you see a lot of theater here in Montreal? I actually really do. I see it in English. I see it in French. I see professional. I see non-professional. Yes, I do. A lot of theater. You do. I feel like you and Orlando maybe see the most shows. I don't know if Orlando sees anything except Centaur. He goes and sees Centaur shows. And maybe some Seagull, because I don't know if there's a connection, but I see, yeah. But you see uh, more stuff, maybe. English, French, all the other stuff, because I want to see what's out there and kind of what the Montreal theater scene has to offer. And and what does it have to offer? Uh, It's kind of insular terrible yeah, i find it really very insular sad. i find if it's if it's if it's she knew by the way i i didn't mean terrible he does mean insular <laughs> but i i was making a joke yeah if it's it's kind of insular it has to reflect quebec society mm. in the eyes of the people who are going to see it okay. and when i'm in a theater audience as we all well know yeah. it's all slightly older and yeah, very is, extremely yeah. white well it well it, it goes in one one of two extremes it seems to either be older um, who can pay for the tickets, or it can be like the really off-fringe-style weird... Which is the other side of it, the Dawson and yeah. the Concordia. People performing for the sake of performing. And it's we're kind of stuck in the middle. It's the middle. Yeah. It's that, that, that mushy middle, as they call it, that we're stuck in, because, again, they have the Concordia and the Dawson's that do great stuff. Yeah. It's not professional, but it's fun, and there's, yeah. a, there's always sold-out shows yeah. at Concordia Theater, at Fringe when they do it, at the Mainline Theater, and same at Dawson's Theater. And then you have the... The Centaurs and the Sadies and the Duceps and the other ones that are a lot older. Yeah. But what are what, what, are, what, what are, are we? Where's the middle? Uh, what are we? What are we? Right now we're on hiatus with stage break. We'll figure it out for the next. It's okay. You know what I figured? Like we we had the first couple of years and we took a break. We did. And then we have a really busy five years. Like since here's to love through to now. Like I was saying this the other day with Holly. I was like, oh, like we've been on break for for so long now, and she's like. You just did Buyer and Seller and Being Earnest last, yeah. uh, not Being Earnest, um, Gently Down the Stream last August. Some theater companies just do a show every two or three years. They do. But we've done like four or five a year. So all of a sudden we're like, what? <laughs> One a year? This doesn't feel right. We are ambitious. We are very ambitious. It's sometimes too much so. Um, so you like theater. I love theater. I hate it. <laughs> well, it Sounds um, terrible. I love producing it. But I don't like a lot of what I see when I go to theater. Why is that though? My attention span, I feel. 
I agree. And for example, what I saw at Ducep, um, a lot of the, well, it was a very gray haired audience. That's fine. And a lot of their stories that they chose to perform mm-hmm. were, so there's a family and their child died and the end. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that yeah. was completely unnecessary to tell me that story. Like it, that wasn't a good two and a half hours in a theater. But is that because people want to see themselves reflected in the material they're going to see? And they don't want to be challenged maybe. And they, no, they but then want I, easy I don't love the matter. challenging stuff either. Like I, I, I feel like. To get a meta nomination, you have to have a rape, an abortion, a person of color. I think that's what's missing in our show. (laughs) A little bit of rape and abortion. (laughs) Okay, um, maybe not that extreme, but I think we've done done edgy stuff. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the... You know, I, like I just posted yesterday in our little private group on Facebook, I was like, we did 33 variations. Like when I see the footage oh. of that, I'm like, that's crazy. And we let did me that. put this officially, if I haven't before, um, that the we got a lot of feedback from that show. We did do it on Etuvu, which gave free mm-hmm. or, um, discounted tickets to people who wanted to come see it. Venue was fantastic mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. The show was beyond phenomenal. I think the best thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. But the most poignant comment I got, and it was in French with somebody who said it was the best show I've ever seen. The one thing that really I have to say bad about it is that nobody was there to see it but me. And that that's it. We had we didn't have a lot of audience there, right? And but we're looking and we've never cared about that. But we uh we I do. Well don't get me wrong, my pocketbook cared. I paid for that show for the three years afterwards. But, but shouldn't it be doing art for the sake of showing it to people? And yeah, yeah. We want more and more people to have see have the it. same joy that we do producing yeah. it. But I think that kind of was to we we also weren't helped by this also won't go in it but uh, was that Jim Burke was just cutting his teeth now for the Gazette right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't recognize what we were as a theater company so when he came to review it he really did compare us to the professionals which is great to be compared but but then no like it, like we didn't meet the heights of what a centaur or a seagull oh, could do oh my god but that's not that's even a, close so our budget was like <laughs> nothing um an eighth the 20th but if he had compared it to had. like what we had done before of which course. he hadn't seen then he would have been super impressed of right course. um and so and now like he, he i think when he does come to our shows he's 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 praised each show that he's seen since then and i think it's because now he does have that perspective of what a brave new production is or what our budget, what we're working with, right? So, like, he loved Vanya, Sonia, Mash, and Spike. And I that loved, was, like, a I've door loved, frame. I've loved our repertoire. I've loved what we've done. Mm-hmm. I think all the shows are great. Does it resonate or does it attract a local audience? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I mean, if we were in Toronto, I'm going to throw this out there because... Uh, There's so much more Toronto. theater in Toronto, though. Because, <laughs> uh, Toronto. But... It's an English audience. It's it's a very diverse audience, and here we're not that diverse, and we're also mostly French. Yeah. So I don't know if we're like if we were doing Sonia Vasha, if we were doing a gently down called, the stream. He just called her Vasha, guys. Vasha. Masha. Vasha. Vanya Sonia Masha. Well, Vasha Nobody knows the name of that show. Nobody Moo. knows the name of it. It's too long. Moo. <laughs> it was a very good show. Yeah. If we did all that in Toronto. People would know what the shows were. Mm-hmm. They'd appreciate the fact that they were yeah. being done yeah. at a really affordable rate that's not Mervish craziness. Yeah. I think that would resonate. Yeah. The problem is here, you could say, oh, this was just off-Broadway. They're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care. No, they, I guess it doesn't so. Resonate. It, it, and and the, we, I feel like there is a thing in Montreal that we are looking for very specific type of stories here. Right? It's, it's odd. If I, like I said, I've been to uh, Théâtre de Nouveau Monde, um, Duceppe, a lot of the French ones too, and they're very, very similar. And as far as the stories they're telling and as far as the type of stories they're telling. And it's not 
it's not something that I see reflected in Brave New Productions. That's okay. So listen, we're going to go back to the beginning. Uh-huh. So you started off kind of like the sugar daddy for Brave New Productions. Yes. I wanted to put on theater, and I was like, he has a checkbook. I do. And I that, did. Yes, you did. You did. I don't know where I, I put empty, it. I emptied it's it out and then, uh, after, when we terrible. came back after the break. There was no more money. No more money. Um, so let's talk about, what was our first show? It was Fairy's Tale. And what, what do you have as a memory from that? You acted in that. That was our purest moment in theater because we all did it because we loved it. Because we were scared and didn't know what we were doing, and we didn't care about what people thought or anything beyond just having fun. And we had a lot of fun. We sure did. Then we did uh, Learning to Hula. That was a uh, ambitious piece. Was I feel like it was the opposite. I was trying to. We were trying to prove that. Oh, we don't have to change scenes every two seconds and do crazy stuff. We're just going to talk for an hour and a half. I also thought it was a really good show. <sighs> was it? I just I think, also think, I think that I nobody can Britney see Spears it. Spears song as show? poetry. <laughs> but what makes a good show? Uh, Dave smoking during the bow. Like <laughs> that was awesome. Like Dave t- totally tuned out during he the bow. He does that. He does. He did. Well, he did. I don't know. I don't know who Dave is as a man. I only know who he was as a boy. As a uh, boy. Yeah. So long ago. Because I've seen his Instagram now, and he is a man of the woods. He is a woodsman. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so then we did the Christmas pageant. The less we say about that, the better. better. Uh, we did the fairy tale sequels, which were a lot of fun. And then we took a long break. And then something clearly changed when we came back. We yeah, we became very, very serious. And we kind of meant of, it. in a way. Like, Here's to Love is that transition piece where the original one, we couldn't get Dave and Jen to kiss to save our lives. Yeah. At the same or time. And at the same time, we did Being Earnest, where that is the show that kind of started the whole new thing. Right. Right? They happened at the exact same time. But they were serious shows, serious scripts that were already proven that yes. we then put our Brave New Production-ness into yeah. to make them better. You see the transition through that, that they're existing scripts that we modified. Yeah. And then after that, we only did existing scripts. And prior to that, we only did original. Right. Like, that's really the hybrid. I think original is hard. People, people are like, why am I spending my even $5 for get 10 or 20 or 50 on something I've never mm. heard of or don't know? Maybe until your company has a name. Right. Like, maybe now if we went back to originals, we'd probably get more people coming to see them. I don't know. I hope. Right? Because the, the, the licensing fees on these other One shows. One can dream. Right? So I'd be like, come see this original show written by Mark about, what do you do? I'm not sure, but okay. um, I shouldn't write a play about it. Well, I don't know. I feel we should all write plays. Although I feel like Anna, it's not going to go in it. Uh, <laughs> talk trash. So we came back. We did Here's to Love, Being Earnest. We met really great talent like Sean and Nir and Emma. Um, so in the recent shows, which ones stand out to you? We talked about 33 Variations before. 33 was amazing. Um, I'm going to draw a blank. I see you doing that one-man show. Mistakes were made? Oh. Or Buyer and Seller? Both. Yeah. But, but... Being not a Barbara fan, as some Mm -hmm. other homo sapiens are, Mm -hmm. um, definitely Mistakes Were Made was probably one of my favorites. It was was fun because it was brave new production-y, right? You have that silhouette and you have the puppet, right? So well done. She's somewhere in a box. So well written. So good. No, no, (laughs) Stephanie Stephanie is in a box somewhere. I'm sure Uh, she's having fun in that box. Mistakes Were Made was fun. It was such a, a weird, cool script, right? And I think that would have... It it didn't click with audiences here necessarily, but if we were in a Toronto, a Winnipeg, a Mm. Halifax, I just feel that would have been, it would have been better. It would have been fuller. It would have been fuller, but we had a good turnout and it got, it got a lot of good recognition. So, and, um, I don't know why I keep doing that to myself. I I read something. I go, this is a lot of words. 
like, a lot of words. I have a terrible attention span. It, mixing me with a script with a lot of words, and I pretty much do it verbatim for the most part, which is amazing because that's not... I can't do this conversation you verbatim. You pull it off until you see you do it twice. And hey, and it's consistent. And then right? the second time, you're like, wow, that wasn't in the first one. A lot of new lines the, there. This is a two-hour play. After, Last time it was an hour. <laughs> after opening night, I get reminded of lines I've skipped. But the lines that do come out are always word for word. <laughs> Whereas with McKenna, you yes. never know. You never know what she's going to do. She makes it up. Which brings me to my personal other favorite, Done to Death. I didn't mention it, but yes, absolutely. This, well, I mean, the staging to me, that whole murder mystery yeah. comedy. We had a set farce. Yeah, farce. Yeah, I love. It really farce. suits. I love the, the word and I love the plays, yeah. and I think we did a fantastic job with that one. It made me happy. It made everybody happy who saw it. Now pick a weirder one. What else has there been? Have we done weirder stuff? Well, off the beaten path. Ooh. I think we're we're naming some we've of like, done, the big hitters. We've done fundraisers, <laughs> which were we did, we've done fundraisers. Where did that money go? I don't know. Apparently, are you talking? thinking of like the Star Power Variety yes, Four Hours? Yes, yes. Let's never do that again. Well, hey, it made money. It Steph did paid it? for it. Yeah, yeah, it made yeah. it. Well, but she was trying to like because we lost a lot of money on thirty three variations, we did. and then so she, that helped bring in a little. What it, else did it, we do that was weird though? Well, there's like Bright Half Life. Um, you know, like the, the Sylvia. I still want to do. Stream. I still want to do that script. That's I don't know if it's real or not, or just imagined in my head, of the Golden Girls, all their husbands die. Oh, not the real one. No, this is imagined in in your head. And then they buy a gay nightclub, and then they try to run it. That's what I want. I feel do. like this is a modification of a script I pitched for yeah. you that had nothing to do with Golden Girls. No, but the, like there were old women involved. Nope. All right. Well, but was it based be. on the Sunshine there Lounge? Was the it based on, Is that what you want to refer yes. to? The script yes. was entirely yes. different. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that, yeah, that was like the... And there are shows that have never happened. I was thinking of like putting out, like, I don't know if you remember this. We were going to do like a Lord of the Rings style show that Peggy was going to direct. Oh, God. Um, called Oasis. Oh, God. And uh, and then she moved to Moncton oh, God. and saved us from Well, that. you know, Moncton saves lives. Nope. And stages. Opposite. No, it turns people from into hoodie-wearing zombies. Oh, God. Why? Right. Let's never do that. I agree. Uh, I wanted to do Avenue Q. I, think I it's know. I'm show. telling you, raise the money. Those I puppets don't need the money. cost a lot. No, they don't. I'd love to do a musical. It'd be fun. Not me. Like, I don't want to be in it. I was like, do you sing? No. Is this a hidden terrible. talent this you've never not, shown anyone? Everything I've built up so far towards by destroying it with singing. Oh, dear. I would love for us to do a musical. Um yeah, I have a, I have a couple. Stri- I, there, we've, we're taking a break, listeners. In case you didn't know, this is our hiatus. This is a break while we just find the fuel to go forward. What? Well, because I feel here. This might not go in. I feel yeah. like like there was thirty three variations, and and we haven't really hit that peak again. No, we haven't. Um, like obviously, Byron Seller got recognition. It was great to do a show like that. But like we all, we almost hit professional quality, and it was such a great experience doing thirty three variations. And since then, I'm like, it's almost like we're going through the motions of still doing shows, like, because we have to, versus, like, there needs to be the passion to do a show again. I agree. I don't know if it's going through the motions. I think what we've done is still epic. No, no, I, I still think love what we're doing. have been some yeah. of my favorite yeah. stuff, so it's not that. But if we're judging ourselves by the epicness and the professional level and the complication of 33, yes, we haven't quite hit that mark yet. Right. I think it becomes for me like almost like a relationship. You go like, okay, well, is it, is this it? This is okay. This is it. Like, and that's fine that we, then we have to decide like, this is it. Or is this growth? Is this going like, well, is there marriage? Is there kids? Like, is this evolving into something? Should we do one epic show a year and make it 
that we all decide this is our epic show. We do the funding. We do the... But then it's hard to do that on a schedule, too, because epic comes organically, right? Like, you can't just read a script and be like... three was always going to be epic. Yeah. But, but you, I mean, you can't then set a timeline and be like, we need to find another one next year. That's also... Because Epic comes organically. 33 uh, happened to us because we were reading Moises Kaufman because he had done the Laramie project that we had done previously. It kind of mixed in other things that we were already doing. So you can't just be like, okay, everyone out, read scripts, and in a month we need to pick an Epic play. It, like, I feel like it should happen when it happens. I agree, but are we... Do we have a pipeline for Epic? Do we have a pipeline for Epic? As in, are we well, all reading stuff? Are we all contributing? Are we all we, saying, we know that I'm the only one epic. reading scripts. I know. Well, I you're the only one who can read. I hand them. That's true. Too much wine. I picked the wrong team. <laughs> Pick the wrong team. None of them can read. I you send never them said literate go, was a requirement. So, no, I'd love to read more. And I'd love to get that kind of epic. Uh, maybe not once a year, but I'm saying our yeah. project should be because 33 was amazing. Yeah. I have three right now that I'm absolutely excited and passionate about, but we, we just need some money. We also need to buy a theater. My God, you're ambitious. Weren't even Emma like like going through the old port alleys oh. trying to find a theater? Then she got pregnant. I've never seen her since. Neither have I. She's kind of missing in action. I think I left her at one of the venues. But I do love her. I, I, don't know what, I don't know where she is right now, to be completely honest with you. I haven't spoken to her in months. Apparently she has an 18-year-old child somewhere. Aurora. It's been a lot. I, I, I don't know if the public knows about her. <laughs> Saying that to Stephanie, she didn't know that Emma nope. had had a baby. Because Emma, bless her, she, <laughs> we had a show, and then we didn't have another show for nine months. And in those nine months, she had a baby, and she looked exactly the same afterwards. Wow. And no one knew. Like, yeah. like literally, no one knew that she had a baby. Well, those are good she's parents, also not though. They don't, media. Throw, yeah. they don't throw their baby in your face. Yeah. And they're like, look at my baby. Touch yeah. my baby. It's true. Babysit my baby. Mark, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Brave New Productions' first 15 years, and here's to many more. Many, many more. He's on his phone already. Oh my god, where's my wine? (laughs) That concludes this episode of Brave New Productions' Stage Break. Make sure to follow Brave New Productions on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Brave New MTL. Thank you for listening.